Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast to get you waffling about your mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences and the music that soundtracks the journey. So join me each week as I open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by the phenomenally talented singer-songwriter Janet Devlin. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that I've genuinely, I'm going to say it now. I don't want to say it before I hit the record button. I've wanted you on this show for ages. Like, Are you serious? Yeah, Aww. no, I'm being genuine. Genu- <laughs> like, hand on heart, I'm being genuine. Purely because like your honesty, like your voice, like I've been a fan on since like, of since the X Factor days. Wow. And it's like... Yeah, so when I was kind of, it was going down like more of a music route and this season's all about like my favourite like voices and singers and stuff. Mm. And I'm very fortunate that a lot of them are kind of saying yes. Yeah. So thank you for oh, being no, here. Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. Also, do you feel old? Because it's like X Factor is like 10 years old since I was on Yes, it. there's, yes. Because I, I do. Okay, well that make okay, I'm glad you said that because that made me feel really weird then. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> No, it's just like a little reminder to people that I like to put in where it's like, it's like when you bond over like a 90s TV show and you and you're like, oh my God, that was how many years ago? Oh, I'm sure I struggle now from like two years. I feel like I've blinked and the past two years have gone. So the fact that you've just done this made me feel worse. So thank you for coming on the show. You're very welcome. (laughs) That's what I do. I love to spread negativity wherever I go. It's really my true passion in life. (laughs) Oh. 
do you know what? Well, I think we'll like, we just become best friends because I feel like that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, positive vibes only. Yes. And that's what we have. Well, to be fair, I'm saying that as I go into this segment that I start each week <laughs> called the Weekly Waffle, which is something <laughs> that, quite frankly, gets on my go a little bit. So I'm going to say this right now. I'm I'm going through a little bit of a breakup at the moment. So, you know, I'm starting the days with a little bit of a bad mood kind of yeah, thing. And it. so what's really annoyed me, well, today um, is door handles. And bear with me, right? <laughs> Not all yeah, door handles. <laughs> but you never seem to like catch yourself on the door or you never need like, or bang your elbow on the door handle or anything like that unless you're in a, already in a bad mood. Yeah, it never happens to you when you're in a good mood. Yeah, ever. It's always, it's always whenever you're just on your breaking point, it just turns into your 13th reason. Yeah, and I thought that was going to be like the, that was going to be my, my break or make or break thing of the day. But obviously, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm ready to jump off a cliff. Yeah, I'm <laughs> but like, it only ever happens when I'm having a bad day. It's like I'm already having crisis mode depression when I've woken up, and then yeah. the doors decided to go. Do you know what? Let's just push you off the edge. Yeah, and this is why, like, when you said like about you having to go back and like find your keys and stuff, like that's what happened to me today. So I had to leave the house first thing this morning to don't go and do like a few errands forgot the things that I had to take with me to do the errands so I had to come back to the house then as I was leaving the house my hoodie got caught on the door and I was just like oh. well that's it that's <laughs> happy Friday that's it you've taken my will to live what's next <laughs> exactly. what more can I give you <laughs> it's like, yeah you've took everything um but now I'm sat here talking to you so it's not all bad <laughs> so thank you <laughs> but yeah no, that's no, what's annoyed thank me you for sharing <laughs> this is a safe place <laughs> thank you it is really is um what winds you up have you got something that kind of really gets on your nerves oh i've got so many <laughs> i'm so easily annoyed I, I, i'm not but there are just a few things in life that just grind my gears and it's all because of the way that i move about in this world it's not the fault of anyone else it's my own fault for these things annoying me because of how i've existed so like i'm one of those people that like almost like shrinks away in public spaces like i try my best to take up as little space as i possibly yeah. can because i don't want to get in anybody's way it's it, just politeness to like painstaking levels uh so one of my pet peeves is when you're walking on the pavement or the sidewalk for the yanks um and people take up an obnoxious amount of space so be it like you're walking towards a family and they've got a buggy husband wife child and they're taking up the whole pavement and you're like why would you why are you so cruel i have to step onto the streets like a peasant now because you refuse to move your clan of human <laughs> beings it is one of the biggest pet peeves of my life and it just it hurts a part of my soul because i'm like I would never do that to someone. I would never take up the whole pavement and, and, and command it as my own. Just walk uh, around like this. Yeah, like aeroplaning <laughs> on pavements. Like, this is what you guys do to me. Uh, so that is definitely one of my pet peeves. Uh, and the only other one that I really, really have is, oh, it's when people's personalities are just being mean, where like their shit yeah. is being mean. That is, yeah. for me, I'm like, are you not exhausted from that living inside of yourself 
You know, I find that really interesting. Lowest yeah, yeah. Of, it's lowest form of wit, isn't it? Yes. Like, what I think being mean is. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of people turn that into like their personality. Like, oh, mm. and everyone kind of then makes excuses for that person. Like, oh, it's just how they are. I was like, that's no, they're being, a, they're being a dick. They're being a dick. Yeah. So it's like, there's no, that's they're not. Actually saying things with like elements of truth in it. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm just like, I will not accept it. It's 2022. I'm over being mean as a personality yes. trait. It's not cute. It's not quirky. It's exhausting. And I think you need to be put in adult timeout. Yes. To the naughty step. And this okay. goes for the same. I'm coming back to the, the kind of pavement etiquette because mm. I didn't realize it annoyed me till you said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I thing. agree with you. I, I feel like they should teach this in schools. Right. You don't need if to learn about certain school, shapes of triangles. To the left side. Always walk on the left side. Yeah. And because this is what made me think of this. So like in the olden days, it was like gentlemanly for the man to walk on the outside and then mm. the woman to walk on the inside. Now everyone's walking in the road. Everyone's on. Some of them are on scooters. There's prams. There's like. So no, I agree My with you. Problem on that one. Is like, I hate myself for hating prams. I hate myself for hitting cramps. Like I have a genuine, like it, I hit it with the passion of a thousand fiery suns prams because wow. they're just so impractical for how much space, like a child is like yay big, but the pram is like 10 times the size of the way that's living inside of it. And it just and then there's a there's a bag. Know. Then some of them have, and I'm fair. My friend's going to kill me for saying this because her son has one, like like a little skateboard thing that's attached to the pram. And mm-hmm. It's just like next thing you know, you're pushing a people carrier. Down the yeah, road. it honestly. But like, I also I'm aware that I shouldn't be annoyed at it because I absolutely believe in mothers taking up spaces in public place. And you have just as much a right to be in the grocery store as everybody else. Like, absolutely do it. So it's my, confl- it's a dichotomy that I hate. Uh, it's just two conflicting opinions that exist within myself that I believe that these women should take up as much room as they want, or men. But also, I hate prams. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. So, yes, I'm aware that I'm a contradiction in that, but it's pet peeve. Do you know what? <laughs> I think that's probably one of my favourite ones that I've had on the show you're very welcome so i'm going to write that down and use it on a future one because i've actually realized how much it annoys me too you're <laughs> so welcome thank you for highlighting yeah. that triggering yeah, thing for me i'm so sorry <laughs> it just makes you feel like a bad person too because you're like i'm aware that this makes me an awful human being no definitely not but definitely you combine not. the two and you get prams on pi- on pavements and it's it's that's in it's a lot level. it's a lot i think especially if you're in a hurry and it's just like Sunday drivers and Sunday walkers, and it's. it's I can't go. No, I'm. Right. I'm, I'm we not need to like. I walk everywhere. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what it is about people that aren't straight. Can't walk. Can't dander. Can't just like take in the scenery. You have to walk like you're on a mission for like, something. Come on. Something yes. I've noticed. Yeah, and I'm not the only person that's noticed this about non-straight people. It's like you can't just just joyfully walk somewhere. You have to walk like you're on a mission. Don't like every day is. is a mission. Every day is a mission. Existing <laughs> is a mission. Mission Life Impossible. Is hard. <laughs> Although Mission Impossible makes no sense to me whatsoever because it clearly wasn't that much of an impossible mission if there's nine of the movies. Yeah, and they always do it. Yeah, so it's like... And it's just the same with the Fast and the Furious films. Because it's just yeah, like, yeah. how Fast and Furious actually are you? Because like, surely you're, like, you dragged this yeah. out now for quite a while. Yeah. Oh my God, that franchise is just never going to die. It's... Never I feel like it's that. older than us. 
well, me, it's definitely, well, it's definitely older than you. <laughs> I don't even know what, I don't even know when it came out. I remember Somewhere watching it. I think I watched like one, two and three and I was like, I'm over this. No? Yeah. This Never seen any. one of them. Never seen one? Wow. Never seen any of them. I had three older brothers, so I was exposed. Uh, never seen an episode anything. of Game of Thrones either. Uh, I watched the whole, I watched the whole thing. Uh, I enjoyed it up until the last season. But that's also one of my pet peeves, though. When people say, oh, my God, sorry, you started something and I have to bring it to this, is when people say, because you said it in a nice way, you're just like, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. And I'm like, oh, okay, I have. Uh, it's when people say that they haven't watched something as if that makes them quirky. That's, yes, I'm, I'm like this. You. Yes, I'm like this with people who have Samsung phones. People who have oh. Samsung phones like to remind people who have iPhones that, wow, you're just buying into like this whole thing where my phone could do. I don't care. My phone can call me. I like how an iPhone looks. It's aesthetically yeah. pleasing for me. Yeah. That's yeah. why I have an iPhone. It's just trying to make you feel like lesser of a person. <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting this to be like, you've like, you have to do like a part two. So much. You're like, I normally do this small segment and I'm like, no, 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 no not today. The whole podcast. <laughs> It's just things that are pet peeves. Oh, I just oh. can't start. Oh, I haven't seen it. And watch, Sharon. Yeah. And no, watch. no one asked like, you to watch it. Did they? No one asked bro. you to watch it. <laughs> I hate it so hard. Oh my god. It's, oh. I'll calm down now. Sure. Yes. Okay. Sure. To take a breather. Take a breather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need a moment. Namaste. Well, I'll be fine. Namaste. Yes. Right. I obviously wanted you on the show. I talk about music a lot on this show and I need to kind of pay another compliment to you as well. Cause I w- kind of want to talk before we get into like, obviously your stuff. I want to talk about the covers that you do. Cause I think it's going to lead oh. very nicely into what you do. Mm. One of the reasons why, like I'm a huge fan of your voice um, is because you have this ability to turn every cover version into a Janet Devlin song. And it's like, if I've never, if I hadn't heard the original, I wouldn't think, oh, that's like an Elton John song or that's a Cure song. Like, I would think mm. that was your song. Well, that means the world. Your, okay. Yeah. Your song. Yeah. yeah <laughs> if you pardon the pun. The joke um, that never like ceases to follow me. I know. Around. Sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> okay. It just happened. Hey, I promise. If a song is going to haunt you forever, I am so eternally grateful that 16 year old me picked your song well and john at least there's that you know it wasn't a contemporary pop song yeah thank god cool. you did you did it before it was i mean it was cool but like you did it before it was know. cool i don't know what cool is unfortunately oh no yeah no i don't you're asking the wrong person oh i literally i wish <laughs> never <been> but, cool. <laughs> it's honestly it's it's brilliant and i was actually playing your songs the other day um and i was just playing it around the house and and I, I never knew this. So obviously, the situation I'm in at home. Um, obviously, m- my mom was very poorly. Obviously, we've got it's just me, and my mom, me and my sister at home now. My mom's in a neurological care home, and we always rely on music. Like music's, I kind of like our go-to. Like me and my sister and my mom. And your cover of Friday, I'm in love. My sister got really emotional listening to because apparently on a Friday afternoon, when my mom used to pick my sister up from school, that's what my mom used to play in the car. So it was a memory that I didn't even know existed until I heard your cover oh, of Friday I'm in Love. Yeah, sorry. Oh, um, so yeah, so thank you for that because that was something that kind of, I was like, oh, I, di- I didn't know that. And then it just kind of gave the song then a whole new meaning for me. So oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for sharing that. It's so cute. I love it so much. Oh my god. I always just forget that anybody listens to any of my music. I forget that that's no. I do. I do. I don't think about people ever listening to my stuff. Like, because I listen to a lot of music. I think that's yeah. given. But like, I never think about anybody listening to music the same way that I listen to music. If that makes sense. Because you don't put out an album and think, what are the people going to think? Like, what are they going to? Yeah think about whenever they hear these things it's very selfish making art is really selfish it's like i like it so <laughs> so that's it that's, all yeah, that matters. that's <laughs> honestly my approach to music making uh, so i never actually think yeah about how people interpret those things um, to be fair that's actually really interesting i love having musical guests on the show for that exact reason because i'm very open and honest when it comes to like like my mental health and like music being a big coping mechanism for me this is fair. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you in particular because you are very open with your like mental health and what you've been through. Mm. So, would you agree? Is is like music one of your biggest coping mechanisms as well? Like, do you have that kind of like songs and albums that you go to that have kind yeah. of soundtracked that? Definitely. Um, like, I definitely use music as a coping mechanism. I, it's either music or podcast for me. Yeah, uh, are the two coping mechanisms that I have because sometimes I want to feel like I'm a part of a conversation that's going yeah. on. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, but there are times where I just, you know, if life's getting heavy or hard, just to be able to put on some music and just feel sorry for myself for a little bit, I enjoy it. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Because I've had parts of my life where I've lost my feelings and I've just become numb. And it's the most boring way to exist ever. And sometimes it's so nice to feel emotionally overwhelmed to the point where you're just like listening to a song and crying your eyes out. Like, it's something that I took for granted for years until I lost my feelings and got them back. Like it's, it's so therapeutic and cathartic to just cry right out to music. Yeah. And yes, I listen to a lot of side songs. <laughs> Have you ever looked out the window on a rainy day mm-hmm. and listened to a sad song and thought I'm in this music video? I'm feeling this. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Every winter when Adele is on the radio. <sighs> You know, you're just like Adele playing in the background, looking out the window while it's raining in the UK is just like an absolute mood. It's my my favorite pastime. Like, I'm not even joking (laughs) either. Like Adele speaks to me on a level that I I just, I don't know. It's like sometimes there's there's certain songs that, and her lyrics speak to me like on a, speaking of lyrics, I'm going to do this now while I've, while I'm on this topic. There's Mm. one of your songs, um, lifeboat oh wow that's a throwback yeah but the lyrics and i wrote these down and i don't know how this song was made i don't know the story behind it at all but when i listen to this song it kind of reminds me of like just how far i've come on like on this journey and how i've kind of allowed people in that weren't necessarily the right people and now i'm like it's okay like and i'm gonna i'm gonna read some of it out it's like save your scissors for they are rusty now i don't need a lighthouse to try and show me how i don't need a lifeboat i'm learning how to swim it may look like i'm drowning but i'm learning how to live and i don't know if you can see <laughs> like <laughs> the goosebumps i probably uh... but like it genuinely like it it's one of those songs that kind of like you know what be f- like fair play to you for like kind of weathering that storm like keeping going and stuff like that so I feel like I'm throwing loads of compliments at you I feel no like it's fine a little bit. I, t- I took I think it's funny with that song I was in such a dark place when I wrote that yeah. song I was writing it for future me 
Like I was like, I, like I will come out of this stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna write my little song that's gonna make sense for me in the future. Because at the time I literally felt like I was drowning, everything was too yeah. much, that I needed help. I just but I I I knew that someday I'd be able to like look back at it and be like, No, I got this, you know. And luckily I, I do have it now, thank God. I was about <laughs> like, to say that was gonna be my next question. Like if it's not too deep, like do you feel like you're at that point now where yeah you're you're yeah. here yeah it's i've through lots of learning through lots of psychiatry and therapy yeah. i finally <laughs> feel like you know i've you know i, I paid for it i paid for it <laughs> right now um it's an investment uh, <laughs> where i, like I do feel like lot. things i control most things you know like even whenever i'm having a really really bad day because they still happen because i have borderline personality disorder yeah. and bipolar um so it's so fun i love life uh, but it basically <laughs> means that sometimes i have zero control over my emotions whatsoever and yeah. i'm just riding out the storm whereas a lot of the times when it happens and i get these episodes of that i'm just like it's fine it'll be fine whereas when i in the past when i was younger especially in the time when i wrote that song like i didn't know it was gonna be fine yeah i just remember everything was so overwhelming and terrifying at the time but it's it's nice to know now especially with age you know the older and uglier you get the more you're just like it's gonna be grand it's awful don't take it away from it like it's it sucks so hard but like it'll pass just like everything else no i love that and it's one of the and i think the word storm kind of perfectly kind of sums up your journey so far because obviously you like you mentioned earlier like you were 16 when you kind of stepped out on that stage on x factor obviously that was the first time we the world kind of knew who you were and then overnight it was like bam like you you were everywhere yeah. like it, everyone was wanted to know who you were well everyone did know who you were like your voice was like everywhere like i think i've rewatched your um your interview the other day obviously you sang your song and it's been viewed mm. like four over like Nearly like 45 million times <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's it's bizarre like it definitely was just weird because like i was not popular in school i was not well known in my town. i yeah. was an absolute nobody i was a reject because i was in an emo circle of friends and <laughs> i just i didn't i didn't make life easy for myself at all uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> just go with like overnight to people I don't know, suddenly like caring and wanting to know yeah. these things about you. It was just super duper weird, you know, just to just on a local level, like not even like the UK level yeah. that it kind of spread out to or even the Internet and stuff. Just coming into school one day and having my school bully who bullied me like so bad for years sit down at my dinner table and try and talk to me. I was like, um, that's mm, not happening. That's not how this not works. Today. Yeah, yeah this, that's not cute is it no so do that you, was just strange do you like and i'm going to sound like a little bit of a i'm going to throw this question out there but obviously feel free not to answer it but Sorry. if you could kind of give yourself like the 16 year old janet advice hmm. and say like well, what, what would you say like if you were if obviously you've had some weird out of body experience and you had that chance what would you say to 16 year old janet Oh my God. Do you know what I would do? I would just tell her what my mental disorders are because so much stuff wow. would just make so much more sense. Um, because um, there's a lot of things, especially with BPD, where like you forget 
that you've been sad before with BPD almost. So oh, wow. every time you get sad, it feels like the first time you've ever been sad. So that's why these things feel so incredibly overwhelming because your yeah. body forgets that you've made it out of it before. So it feels like the actual end of the work. Um, so if I could just that's a lot back, though. That's a lot. Yeah, that's why it's a it's a raucous little mental disorder. Um, so it is. It's, so it's the same with like sadness, but it's also the same with happiness. Like you forget. So every time you get really happy, yeah. it's like the first time you've ever been happy, and it's great. But um, I would just go back and be like, "Hey, babes, <laughs> you have BPD and bipolar type two. Just <laughs> do your research. Good luck. Peace Good out. luck. <laughs> yeah, that would be enough. Because if I could have just like Googled the stuff that I was going through, yeah, I would have been like, oh, this makes so much sense. I would have also saved myself a lot of money. <laughs> you know like so many or I'd probably <laughs> yeah that or just tell myself that I was an alcoholic you know yeah. something just real practical just being <laughs> like hey don't don't heads drink. up because <laughs> I never really was that big of a fan of alcohol when I was younger. yeah like I was known in my friendship circle as the one that didn't drink which is hilarious that I'm the alcoholic and <laughs> um, so it'd be just something small like that just be like hey babes just never drink just don't do it you're just gonna ruin everything stop <laughs> but I think it's it's like it's it's solid advice though and I think you kind of you can apply it to because you, you kind of mentioned then about like the alcoholism and the, again this is one of the reasons why I want to talk to you because the documentary like I always get like a little bit like hmm when like a someone who has been like through these kind of processes makes kind of like a, a show like that but I mm. took so much away from that documentary like for anyone who hasn't seen it obviously it's, it's still on the iPlayer now like yeah. you you need to go and watch it because you don't realize until you're kind of watching this by people who have been through it and are still going through it talking about it you realize like how serious kind of alcoholism especially like in a young in, in young females like some of the things that you were kind of like the statistics and stuff that you were going through I was just like how how is this a thing yeah it's really unspoken about here in the uk because yeah. it's the documentary focuses on young women in northern ireland but it's young people in the uk realistically yeah. uh, it's more than just young women we just focused on that because the statistics have taken such a such a stark turn you know we beat yeah. scotland in like the alcohol related deaths and young women uh, in the uk so yeah woo, go us <laughs> um you know we stole it from scotland uh but it's a big problem here in the uk and yeah. uh, that's what i realized especially with my direct messages being open you know it wasn't just young women reaching out to me it was young guys as well yeah um it really really is a massive issue like we have a very toxic drinking culture um yeah. that like for so long people get away with being alcoholics because we don't ever want to take someone's right to drink away from them, almost yeah. like I remember even in my own alcoholism where people would give me so many passes to try again and try alcohol again because it was like I can't imagine you having to live a life without alcohol and it's like it's not the end of the world realistically no. but you know it's definitely a funny one whenever people get really offended at the fact that I don't drink um that was my personal favorite because it's like you are outing yourself for having a very unhealthy relationship, relationship with alcohol yeah. if you think it's the end of the world that i can't drink ever again you may need to reassess your relationship, <laughs> your relationship yeah. because it shouldn't be that important to you do you, but, do you think that kind of like journey and that kind of 
realization because i imagine there you mentioned obviously throughout the documentary that there were quite a lot of kind of like low points mm. is there like do you look back on those low points now and be like do you know what i'm like proud of that kind of journey not proud of the journey you know like that kind of appreciates it a little bit more the fact like especially where you are today and now being able to use your voice to help so many others yeah i mean it's mental in the sense of like i didn't have anywhere to live i was basically homeless yeah. but i never tell people that because like i don't want to be one of those artists that are like oh i was homeless chic um yeah. I, I didn't have anywhere to live, so I had to end up living with my manager who took me in, bless his soul. Um, and also, I was living on, like, £35 a week. I had no money. Wow. And I was somehow managing to still be an alcoholic in that time. Like, I wasn't eating properly. I was just drinking myself to death. And it was, you know, it was it was awful. Um, so when I look at that time of my life um, and I'm able to, like, just something so small, like... I don't know, like I can go to the shop now and not be like when I do my debit card swipe, I don't yeah. panic. That's a weird feeling. Like I'm not the most well-off person in the world by absolutely no means. Uh, I pay myself a very small salary. Um, but basically like just that feeling of like not dying when I go to the shop, wondering if I can afford the groceries yeah. that I'm just buying, like is, is just the biggest blessing in the world. And that's just the base level whenever you put everything else on top of it like I get to live a creative existence I get to do music as a job I get to make funny stupid videos on the internet for a living I'm like what is life man <laughs> I, I don't know but it's it's all through the even though I was destroying myself in those days when I was yeah. you know broken and alcoholic like I still persevered like I still got up in the morning and I still went to work and I still made music and I still did it so I'm just glad that I didn't you know fall even further into addiction than I already yeah. did you know but that's not through me that's one by the grace of God and two by the grace of the people in my life you know like I'm very blessed to have a very lovely team and a lovely family that just wouldn't let me you know end up on the streets basically yeah. no it's you know what it's Thank you for being so open and honest with that because it is genuinely conversations like this that they really take me, not take me back, but like I'm quite a taken back from because I'm just like, mm. you don't realise the severity of whether it's addiction, whether it's mental health issues until mm. you kind of have these conversations. And I mean, not to kind of compare it at all, like I'm not, I'm not doing that, but like to have two people here who have been lived very different kind of lives, but kind of have like the, the mental struggles of like mm -hmm. going through things have this kind of very open raw and honest conversation is mm. exactly why the waffle shop exists because I didn't know there was anyone else out there going through these things yeah. and so thank you again if 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 anyone is listening to this who kind of feels like on the level or experience anything like what advice would you would you throw their way so this is a really tough one because I get this a lot and yeah. I'm actually considering um, going and studying to become a sober coach. Um, Amazing. Part, 
just like a part-time study course just so because I feel really bad because I get a lot of people coming to me every single day for advice on getting sober and I can only give them my one lived experience like what's worked for me whereas there are lots of routes for people uh, and lots of ways that people can get sober and lots of different approaches and things and I feel really bad that I'm not as educated in those things as I'd like to be and so I'm thinking of like maybe when the tour is all done and all this kind of stuff that I might pursue getting my degree in being a sober coach just so I can help people a little bit more um because it's a really blessed position to be in that people trust me enough to like come to me for advice yeah. and 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 they trust me enough to share their stories because I know that that's really hard especially with alcoholism because there's a lot of guilt and shame in and around yeah. it so the fact that people are willing to be open to me is is not something that I also take for granted but yeah for me all all of my advice is always the same you know what I mean it's like I always recommend going to AA and that is literally just because that's what worked for me so this yeah. is my we catch 22 where I'm stuck because I can only give the advice that worked for me. But the thing about AA that worked for me was the fact that I was sat in a room of people who had something that I wanted, you know, they had sobriety and I didn't, but, but how come they could and I couldn't, you know, but at the same token, if they could, then so could I, because I heard the stories of these people that were somewhere worse off than I was. And I was like, well, if they could get sober, then why the frick can't yeah. I? You know, like I, I can do that. That's absolutely doable. Um, so I think it's more so whether or not AA is for you, but it's it's surrounding yourself with people of a like mind. Um, however, you can achieve that by, you know, it can even be online. You can meet people online who also are struggling with alcohol. It's just you need to put yourself around people that also want to be sober and get sober. Um, and for me, like personally, I am abstinence-only based recovery. Yeah. Um, and that's what I preach about. I just think it's the easier option. It sounds like the, the, the harder one, uh, but it's you spend all of these hours in your life trying to control drinking, whereas the freedom you get from not having to try and control it is just unbelievable. Um, so that's that's my only advice. But again, like I said, I, I think I might just go and get my wee part-time in sober coaching so I can just help a wee bit more. No, I'd, honestly, that... It is it's brilliant. Like I was genuinely like lost in every word. And I talk kind of like two things away from what you just said is the fact that, you know, you can you can do anything that you put your mind to, like even in kind of like the darkest kind of like hours and you feel like there is no kind of like things don't get better. But like, I mean, both of us are kind of sat here now, like coming through that kind of storm and like it has proof that things like do get better. And I mean, I think you'd agree with even like obviously with like, your music and stuff that beautiful things can be born from like really painful dark experiences Absolutely. and I, I say it a lot on the show but again like just hearing that it's just again proof that you can do anything in this life but like the one thing you can't do is like give up and mm-hmm. it's ah oh, thank you I keep saying thank you because <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> it's it is brilliant true, like, advice it just the giving up thing is so real it's like it's just as long as you know you're still trying because what is that thing where it's like sometimes the bravest thing you can do is the sometimes the bravest thing in the world is the little voice in your head at the end of the day that says we'll try again tomorrow yeah and I really love that quote um because it's so true like it's just like as long as you're trying your best and as long as you're not giving up and sometimes I fully bloody believe in giving up what if your job isn't serving you give it up go pursue something that you love obviously 
that sounds really privileged. I mean more so in the sense of like, if you have options, absolutely take them. You know, like if something isn't serving you, then sometimes it is okay to give it up. Like with me and alcohol, it's fine to give things up if they're not serving you anymore. If there are ways that you can take a risk and try and pursue something else, if it means you want to change jobs, if there's a way for you to take a, a nighttime course or an online course or just something that you know is just going to help you out in the long run, it's like, you know, sometimes it's, it's totally chill to give up on things. That is brilliant. Absolutely. I feel like genuinely that's the best bit of advice like I've ever heard on this show. No, I don't know about that. I just no, honestly. Be like, just quit your job. Because I'm like, I'm not Molly May Hague. Yes. I'm not telling you that like, <laughs> We've you all got the same like, 24 hours. <laughs> oh, get in the sea. I hate that. No, oh, no, no, no. I'm, what not, I'm saying, not a fan. I'm not a fan. Well, then absolutely, you know, do it. Like that just quote ruins my life. We're going to do 24 hours a day. Not a fan. To be fair, I was speaking of 24 hours in the day. Obviously, Mm. quite a lot of your hours in the day are going to be slight spent on your tour. Mm. I want, obviously, it's not that deep. Mm -hmm. What can people expect? Are you, like, raring to go? Because, obviously, the past two years have kind of took, obviously, a lot of live music away from people. Like, are you raring to go now and get back out there? Uh, So I did a tour last year um we managed to do oh, it well okay uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah sorry about that, Missed it's that all right. <laughs> i'm so raring to go um we did a full band tour and we traveled the uk and it was great and i did it was the confessional tour for the last album because obviously with covid you know things were pushed uh but we did manage to get out there in i think it was september or november no yeah. it was september uh so we did manage to get out thank god um but now we're hitting the road again it's a strip back acoustic vibe uh and i'm going to be playing stuff from the new record that i'm working on which is a bit wee bit country um just gonna bridge into that and see how that goes um but it's gonna be a good crack like i just i'm excited like, i love it like playing shows is amazing but also like i stick around at the end of every gig and um, because it's the irish in me like i <laughs> need to tell everybody thank you for coming you know like it's a priest at the yeah, end of mass queue up at the end I, oh, yeah you. and i yeah because i don't know if you've ever been to irish mass the priest stands at the end of the church and greets everybody as they go out i'm like i have to do this at my gate because i'm just like thank you so much for coming i can't believe you did it you know because it's not easy people Love think that. Going to a gig is super duper easy and it's not because you, do you think there's like it. room for like a janet devlin confession box Maybe. i did on the confessional tour I took a confessional booth on tour and I read confessions out on stage. Great thought. Great idea. That is brilliant. Yeah, that is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was beautiful. Some of the confessions we got. So basically, people would write their (laughs) confessions. The band would go through them before we went on stage, pick the best ones, and then I'd read them out loud, uh, like in between songs and stuff. Was was there like a few bad... <laughs> just some of the stuff was just um, unbelievable, man. Like I can't even just single one out, but just know that like there was audible gasping from the audience, like it was that bad. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even need to know, but yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so with with the like the live shows, and obviously you're saying like it's a strip back. I imagine are they more vulnerable? Like, do you feel like yeah. do you feel better naked. when they're not better but like safer in a way do you say naked <laughs> I said naked I feel naked like without the full band so is it's a bit more well it's very intimate isn't it 
the like yes. the, the acoustic shows it is it's, there's something terrifying about it you know because the last tour you know I hadn't gone on tour with a full band in ages and it was just I don't know it's it's like amazing camaraderie but also like you feel very protected on stage because there's yeah. so many bodies there and there's so many things to look at like it's not just you whereas like I'm only going on the road now two musicians it's a guitar player and a mandolin player wow. and I'm petrified because it's like it is stripped back it is vulnerable like it's it's just gonna yeah it's gonna be a lot but i love like i love it like i'll i'll have a blast but it's definitely yeah. just gonna be that wee bit more hard work in a different way you know because with the full band you're spending more of your energy trying to give a energetic performance whereas with the stripped down set you're kind of more attaching yourself to like emotions and feelings yeah. um so it's gonna be emotionally a lot um but i'm excited for it like hopefully i'll make some people cry that's always fun love that yeah, <laughs> favorite thing aim. to do <laughs> yeah favorite pastime uh but you know obviously there'll be upbeat songs in there as well so no is it looking forward to it i'm coming to the hare and hounds in birmingham so, <laughs> thank I'm you very excited. <laughs> i hope it's um, good i hope it's good i, hope it's good. I know my god they're like hmm oh you'll see you at the end shaking my hand like well yeah you try um I have a final few set of questions for you. And again, I love having musical guests on to answer these questions because I like to see the cogs turning. But recently I became the fifth member of Bewitched, which obviously from your home. Yeah, not, no, hometown, homeland. Homeland, that's, that's the word. Um, because their song, Sainavi, gets me on the dance floor every single time. Yeah. I want to know... What gets you on the dance floor? Oh my god! If I'm being honest, probably Juice by Lizzo. <laughs> yes, I love it. Or Tempo, Tempo or Juice by Lizzo, Just and I'm like anything, anything, yeah, <laughs> anything by Lizzo. Realistically. <laughs> uh just excites me to no end because her music is just so positive i love it yeah. i live for it so if if the dj's playing this so i'm i'm ready to go i'm ready i like that i rate that i like that a lot thank you very much on the flip side of that obviously you mentioned that you want to make people cry on tour when obviously with your with your songs <laughs> what song makes you cry like what like brings you right down into the feels so many <laughs> the one that I thought of just straight off the top of my head is it's from a really dark time in my life, like where it was I was having I was having relationship troubles, you know, and I was just dating an F boy and they ghosted me and we'd been dating for eight months oh. and then they just ghosted me out of the blue. So that was great. I was living the dream. And uh, what a time I just to had, be alive. What, what a time what to be alive. <laughs> How can I live, laugh, love in these conditions? You know, um, I was listening to uh, Barcelona by JP Sachs. Oh, okay, which is a really random curveball, I know, but it's like if anyone has five minutes to go and listen to it, it's probably not that sad to everyone else, but it was because it was my birthday and. I just kind of expected him to be there, but basically in the, in the song, that's kind of one of the things that he says, you know, like that he was reminiscing about being at our birthday party or whatever. Um, and it's just, it was very, it was a deep cut for me. I don't know if it will be a deep cut for everybody else, but if they've got five minutes, JP Sachs in general is amazing. Um, but I just love Barcelona. 
I'm going to add it to my sad playlist. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a sad playlist. Like, it's my favorite thing. I can't remember what it's called. It's called something funny, but it's... It's, it's just sad life. in capital letters. <laughs> Amazing. Original. I mean, straight it. to the point. <laughs> straight up the cuff. It might have got something to do with crying in it. And I'm just like, true. I'm relatable. Oh, it does its job. It does its job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honestly, this has genuinely been like worth the wait. Like it has been, my face is actually aching from like, laughing. And that's obviously always a good sign. With the tour, mm-hmm. you mentioned obviously with the new album. Final mm-hmm. thing, when can we expect the new album? Or is there anything you can tell us about it? I am trying my gosh darn hardest to get these songs written. I was just having <laughs> a bit of a rough patch there at the start of the year with, I was on a medication that I didn't realize was great, but also took away my ability to write songs. Oh, uh, I had no access wow. to my feelings. So I was trying not to write in sessions and I was like, yeah my songwriting sucks right now Uh, and I have to remind myself because I'm like I should quit and I'm like babes no you it's literally your job you write songs it's fine (laughs) just you think you're not a songwriter because you can't write a song right now it's fine uh so I had a bit of a rough start but I've changed meds now so after the tour I'm going to get back in and do some more writing um really really focus hard on just getting it done as quickly as possible I don't want it to be a long drawn out experience yeah. at all I want it to be as quick and as painless as possible so uh it just if people follow me I love how it, honest you are <laughs> oh, it's, just, it's all I've got <laughs> I just I suck at lying yeah, well, so all these interviews like, like well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like what was your creative process I don't know just like ripping off a plaster quick and painless get it over and yeah. done with on to the next one just it is always really funny though when people ask you like about your music because sometimes you're just like I wrote it because it sounded nice <laughs> that's it that's as deep as it went but you know here we are well, this again at that. least you're honest it's like Joby it was like yeah stop my toe that's what that one's about yeah I had a paper um, cut that day onto the one onto of my saddest one. songs is called better now and it's literally got a spongebob the square pants quote in it yeah wait hang on is this the one that you did with the orchestra as well mm. there's an orchestra version of this yeah it's really sad i did a music video with horses and i galloped around ireland and it was really dramatic <sighs> but how dramatic uh, i know i was like i, I always to wanted do. to do that <laughs> yeah that was my best music video moment where i'm just like i am a diva right now i am in the irish countryside on a frisian galloping around wow. while cameras follow me uh, that was a moment. But was it yeah, in black there's... and white? No, we went. Oh, see, I, I... the green, green grass of Ireland, my guy. You can't put True. that in black and white. True. Uh, but there's a line in it that's glass bones, paper skin, and it sounds quite deep. But it's literally a SpongeBob SquarePants quote, where the guys like they go to knock on this guy's door to sell him chocolate, and he's like, "I was born with glass bones and paper skin. Every day I wake up and I break my bones." Um, and I just, yeah. Uh, wow it's my proudest moment in songwriting thank you you know i'm actually really impressed though because if you hadn't have told me that i probably would listen to that and been like that is a beautiful lyric hashtag deep hashtag related hashtag mood i might change (laughs) i might change the name of my playlist (laughs) (laughs) oh that is absolutely brilliant huge respect for that i respect you even more now because thank you it's an art that I take very seriously. <laughs> it is my Beautiful. craft. 
<laughs> the pen is my sword. Well, no, you wrote it down. No, you, you just stop it. <laughs> stop diminishing your job. Exactly, yes. <laughs> oh, honestly, you have been one of my favorite people to waffle with. Like, my face is. <laughs> I, was talking, I don't even know why I'm laughing at that. Um, but honestly. <laughs> I love it. I'm genuinely a fan and so thank you for one for taking the time to have a waffle with me but two like thank you for just being you and sticking with it because I imagine there's a lot of people out there who have kind of who haven't had the chance to kind of have this kind of conversation with you and either your music or your honesty has touched them and helped them in a way that you probably will never realize um and just best of luck on the tour because Oh, it's it's my first time seeing you live so i'm very excited to see so yeah. i'm excited to like to play a show for you i hope i don't mess it up but just thank you so much for your <laughs> right. kind words i really really appreciate it and just i just appreciate your time and i appreciate what you're doing with this podcast i think it's important to have these cons- kinds of conversations and in a fun and light way as well like i think it's really important so thank you so much for using your platform for good thank you I don't take compliments very well. So I'm going to end this call here. (laughs) (laughs) How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.